You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast, giving you our first reaction to the Cardinals selecting Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, former Golden Hurricanes linebacker, now a member of the Arizona Cardinals. This special edition of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Text DRAFT to 231-231. Giving them three potential building blocks for the future on the defensive side of the football, depending on what happens with Isaiah Simmons. Can he make a leap in year two? You've got, of course, Buda Baker, who's a bona fide star in this league. Absolute stud for Buda. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards. That's where you can watch us live right now as we're taking in the second and third rounds. We'll see how long we go with the third round. If the Cardinals trade back in to the third round, there's going to be more intrigue. But as of right now, as of tonight, day two of the NFL draft, just one pick for the Cardinals that they'll be on the clock here in the next uh, couple minutes. It's uh, the 41st draft selection of the uh, of the NFL draft. Detroit's going to be on the clock after Atlanta just selected a safety at a Central Florida, Alex, Richie Grant. But there's been a lot of talented players that didn't go in day one, go here in day two. A lot of guys that you and I were maybe looking at as potential fits for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I mean... The big one is uh, is still there, in my mind. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. is still there. I think this is a must-go corner situation. Uh, your boy, who you got ripped for, White Davis, is still there. Our boy, um, our boy from uh, Wisconsin, Whitewater, is still there. So, listen, there are options. If you want to go offensive line, fine. If you want to go secondary, fine. Um, taking a running back here, if Michael Carter is there, if Trey Sermon's there, even though I'd love Trey Sermon to be a part of the Arizona Cardinals, I think it would be a mistake with what after what they did in the first round. I mean, are we on the same page there? Like, this has to be a meat and potatoes something. And you know what? You can include wide receiver in that as well if there's somebody that you target that you like here at 49 that's still available. When you see the videos of the conversation that Steve Kime and Zayvon Collins had, their, their first contact where Zayvon Collins knew he was going to be an Arizona Cardinal, and the press conference after the draft you can't help but kind of immediately fall in love with this kid. Like he's a beast. He's large. He used to play, play quarterback. He had bonkers numbers as a high school quarterback. Um, so he's nimble. You know, he's fast. He's not the most, he's not the quickest linebacker in the game. He's not a Devin White or Devin Bush type, but he's big. He hits really hard. And obviously he wants to win. I mean, obviously he wants to come in and make an impact immediately. If you saw the video, if not, we retreated it at Locked On Cardinals at Locked On AZ Cards. Um, the conversation he had with Steve Kime and then with Cliff Kingsbury swore a couple times he was ready to roll. Cliff Kingsbury said, there's no redshirt year for you, kid, this year. So it seems like right now, if if Isaiah Simmons can take a leap and if Zayvon Collins can hold his weight in gold from the inside linebacker position, of which he only played 88 snaps last year, it'll be a very, very fun linebacker and front seven core altogether going into next season. Well, I, I wanted to kind of go back and, and before we get into this pick as far as 49th overall for the Arizona Cardinals, I see a couple of you guys in the chat talking about uh, Asante Samuel. Who we, who do we think it should be? We'll get into a couple of the prospects as the Lions are on the board here, but I wanted to kind of talk about that Zayvon Collins, the the most electric 
draft call of all time, the most aggressive draft call of all time, where <laughs> Zayvon Collins told Steve Kime, they're going to kill everybody. <laughs> they're going to murder everybody, which was I thought it was a tad over-aggressive, but uh, you love it. And then afterwards, I mean, we saw that kind of post, but then we saw the presser with him and the Arizona Cardinals media for the first time, and he's using his hands way too much. He looks like a motivational speaker out there. He kind of looks like a bad Matthew McConaughey impression or like Matthew McConaughey and we are Marshall where he's a coach and he and he's always he's like you know one you got to do this and two you got to do that and he's using his hands like he said uh I remember when I was I was what was it um to a a uh grasshopper's knee is he wasn't yeah, I was knee high to a grasshopper knee high to a grasshopper yeah. he said it's not everybody every Tom Dick and Harry and I'm just like how old is this kid uh, he, he's, he's definitely got the gift of gab. You be, I'm sure he's vocal out there on the field. Uh, th- there's one of two things that can be true. There's, there's, there's two things that can be true here. One, you like Zayvon Collins. You think he's going to be good. And two, that the Arizona Cardinals made a mistake and that's how they utilize the 16th overall pick. I think you can believe both of those things to be true. Yeah. I mean, this kid doesn't get a lifetime achievement negative award because Steve Kime has drafted three other people just like him before him. This isn't his, like, this isn't, when we're talking about the pick, it's not specifically about Zayvon Collins, the athlete, or Zayvon Collins, the football player. It's about the bigger picture, where there are more glaring needs elsewhere. You took Isaiah Simmons last year instead of an offensive tackle. We saw Dan Buchanan a couple of years before that. It's either inside linebacker, or quarterback for Steve Kime over the last handful of years. Now, what we've seen from Zayvon Collins is, and Philip Montgomery, uh, the head coach of Tulsa, was on the show that I produced this morning. We got him on, and he said, the dude's a leader. Steve Kime, in his presser after the, after the uh, draft pick, said there are a couple guys that get tagged as alphas. I can't remember mm-hmm. the exact terminology. Every draft, and he was one of them. So if you're going to look at what Steve Kimes said after they signed J.J. Watt and said, you know what, this offseason, we're going into it by trying to get two types of players, guys with leadership and guys with strength. And he's done that so far. So if you disagree with his plan, cool. But what he's done so far is execute his plan flawlessly. And I don't know if if the plan's right or not, but he's done it. But I, I feel like we have seen that. Like every draft, you always hear how many team captains they brought in from the college ranks and it, and it really hasn't equated to a lot of success. It's just with this, there, there is just the cloud of failed guys before guys that took a long time to really make an impact. It's very Hassan Redicky as far as the picks concerned. That's, that's just what I, I I'm going to have a tough time getting away from it. But at the same time, I do see the highlights. I do hear the sound bites from Zayvon Collins and I'm very impressed. And I, I get excited about thinking about him being, you know, just a pillar for this defense going forward. Now the Arizona Cardinals, they have Isaiah Simmons, who you want a big leap from in two, year two. You've got Buda Baker. He's a pro bowler. He's an all pro type guy. And now you've got Zayvon Collins. I mean, it's it, you'd be hard pressed to find a more talented group of linebackers as far as Zayvon at 21. And then also Isaiah Simmons, who's 22 years old. I mean, just athletically. I mean, Zayvon Collins, 6'5". He's probably a donut below 270. His speed, his you know, his athleticism, his length, uh, and then you've got what we know about about Isaiah Simmons. He ran a sub 4-4, and he's got all the you know the size, the athleticism as well. I mean, it's setting the Arizona Cardinals up for success down the road. 
hopefully Zayvon Collins more of an impact. And as you said, that was the biggest key outside of like, we're going to murder everybody. He's like, <laughs> you ain't red shirting this year. I love that. And I think that the fan base needed to hear that after last year. Yeah. I mean, everything you said is right. 16th overall, they go Zayvon Collins. After months of speculation, we were looking at the cornerback position. We were looking at the wide receiver as a need. And those are two deep positions in this draft. Is it a place that Steve Kine was just going to roll the dice and see who is going to be available at uh, at 49 and their wide receiver or cornerback? But now, you know, you're staring down the prospect, and this was one of the nightmare scenarios that we discussed on the morning of draft day yesterday. Uh, like, if they don't go corner wide receiver in the first round, they're going to have a large glaring need that they're not going to be able to fill for over 111 picks between 49 and, and round five when they're on the clock again. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is just, we're watching in real time the possibility of Steve Kime bungling, drafting the positions of need. And we get into this thing, okay, really quick. As we're doing this, you know, uh, 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 stream of conscious wise while we're waiting for their next pick, best player available. That doesn't mean if we're arguing about who gets taken on Twitter and whatnot, just because somebody else told you that the right pick was somebody else doesn't mean that was the case. And just because somebody at some point told you that drafting need over best player available is what bad teams do, whoever told you that, flush that from your brain. Every single pick is unique. Every roster is unique for what team is being picked. Like, I think that Zayvon Collins was the wrong choice, not because he's not a great player, but because they had other positions of need. Now Steve Kime has to make up for that by definitely taking, as you mentioned, the position of need before the 111 picks going into the fifth round. I mean, that's really what it's coming down to here. There is a wide receiver. I'm I'm big on Amari Rodgers. I know his numbers weren't great, but he was Trevor Lawrence's number one target. And I think that's a pretty good position to be in. And it's shown a proven track record in the NFL recently, the number one receiver for a good quarterback usually translated pretty, pretty well into the NFL. We will have the pick for you. If you don't already know our live reactions, the Cardinals 49th overall selection in the second round, this episode of locked on Cardinals is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced as well. So you can give her something special and something truly meaningful. When I looked at these, Michelle Fatachi's ring stood out as one I'd buy as a gift. It's a conversation piece. It's so unique and cool. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring, she'll treasure forever. You'll definitely be going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Bo from Locked On Cardinals. Listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all the football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. 
This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with the key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy, endurance, and like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. We fast forward through our live draft podcast to the pick. So now the Arizona Cardinals, it gets a little interesting. If Steve Keim, who, if, okay, this is interesting because if somebody wants JOK, if they've seen him slide this far, sure. This is the perfect time to maybe get some draft capital. Sure. This is the perfect time. Sure. Depends on how far down and what you get. I'm not trading back for a fourth rounder, Bo. It's too much of a crapshoot at that point. I mean, if you can get... No, no, no. I mean, if, if you if you swap with, uh, you know, whoever's a couple picks behind you for a second rounder, and then you can you can get maybe a third rounder and you're picking twice tonight, I think you absolutely do it. You're right. I mean, if, right. If, if you can get a third rounder here, if you can get a third rounder here, but I guess I guess the picks in. Oh, so there's somebody that Steve Kime absolutely loved. That was not long. They did not wait long to put in their pick. So he must have been just waiting and sweating that one the out. The fan in me wants this to be Trey Sermon. The fan in me wants that early for Trey Sermon. They don't have other. I'm just. I I know, Bo. Our fans are irrational. It's short for fanatic for a reason. Damn it. Okay. If they take JOK, I'm gonna close the screen. (laughs) I am. I mean, it's probably gonna be the kid from LSU. I would like it to be Amari Rogers. I know he's a little undersized. I know he's not the fastest wide receiver in the draft, but. We've, we've got some more viewers t- tuning in to look into this Arizona Cardinals 49th overall selection. Damn it, ball. Second pick of the NFL draft. Oh, man. They, I mean, the needs are cornerback, wide receiver. You know, you can look at the interior of the offensive line. It's, uh, you know, as far as safety, it seems like they're good at safety. Buda Baker, I think they like Jalen Thompson, even though he's had the injury concerns. But corner, wide receiver, interior offensive line, running back, like you just said. I said I didn't like the running backs. I think that would be a nightmare situation. But how is he going <laughs> to follow up Zavin Collins in the first round? The pick is in. Steve that, so Zavin. What are we doing next? Come on, man. I, I, I got to do, do it once. I had to do it once. <laughs> I had to do it once. They've got tight end as on, on McShay's team yeah. needs. I just don't – to your point, that's the national media's you know thought process on this where, yeah, the team does not utilize the tight end as much as possible. Right. All right, here we go. Do they go to the speedy wide receiver, Rondell Moore? It is Rondell Moore coming out of Purdue – Playmaking, undersized. They said he he probably needs to stand on a phone phone book to get up to five eight, but the athleticism is there. When you talk about what I tweeted out earlier, not to toot my own horn, 
but the, the expl- young, explosive playmaker, that's exactly what Rondell Moore is. Now I, I got to imagine it's going to be tough for Andy Isabella to make this roster. It also begs the question what's going to happen with Larry Fitzgerald. But, Alex, what do you think about the pick of uh, Rondell Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue? Giddy up. Like it's, this is, it, it got the wide receiver room younger. You have two of the best receivers of the last decade to mentor, even though they don't have the exact same skill set. The dude's a beast. He's, he, listen, you don't have to be tall anymore to be a good receiver. You know, you don't have to be 6'3. You don't have to be 6'1. I mean, the one thing that I'm worried about, Bo, what do you think that I'm worried about? I'm going to tell you Cliff Kingsbury's ability to use him correctly. That's the whole thing. That's that's the whole storyline here. DeAndre Hopkins had 1,400-plus receiving yards last year, hit over 110 receptions, and he was underutilized. I mean, what's the first highlight that they put out here yeah. from Monday Moore is he's in the backfield. Yep. I mean, if, and when you have A.J. Green, you have Christian Kirk, you have, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, you have the ability to move a guy like Rondale Moore around and maybe put him in a position to really be successful in this Cardinals offense to be successful. I mean... He's shifty. He's as shifty as it gets. This is, they, I mean, Ron, Rondale Moore was a guy that so, at some points during this offseason was projected as high as a first-rounder. I mean, it, it's going to come down to is he going to be able to be put in a position to get the football because we saw that speed, even if you're under six feet tall, if you're 5'9", like Andy Isabella, and you've got all the speed to burn, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to get out, open against NFL cornerbacks. That's going to be right. the big thing. Is How, how is he going to be different and more effective and more impactful than Andy Isabella, who was another second-round pick just uh, two years ago. He played in the Big Ten. He played in a, yeah, a D1 school. Yes, Yeah, that's a yeah. great point. I mean, Andy Isabella also led the nation in receiving, you know, so it's a different pick. Um, this pick wasn't supposed to be another one like DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin. Like, all joking aside, that's true. If DK Metcalf didn't go two picks after and didn't become what he's become so far in the first couple of years, that pick wouldn't have looked as bad. It still would have looked bad, but it wouldn't have looked as bad, where Andy Isabella can fit in DK Metcalf's pocket. Rondell Moore, the Cardinals weren't supposed to pick somebody else here. They, they determined a need, and they filled the need. What I've said up until this point, giving Steve Kime kind of grading on a curve status... I don't care if the pick works. Just make the right choice. Make the right position choice for what the Cardinals need. And he did that at 49 overall. And at this point, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, is that unfair? I mean, no, that's, I th- I, and, and that's what I, th- I think we applauded them last year for. Because it seemed like they, they were able to draft based on needs. We knew what they were. And, and they went out and they did it outside of the first round. But it was, it was you thought that the wide receiver room was going to be set with the addition of, of DeAndre Hopkins and everybody moving down, and that proved to be wrong at the end of the season. You, you saw that Larry Fitzgerald, it was, it was injuries and COVID that he had to deal with, and he's you know, up there in age and father time flexed. It's, it's uh, you know, flexed on him and, and reared its ugly head. Right. And then you've got, uh, you got Christian Kirk who disappeared down the stretch. And, and Andy Isabella is on, on the side of a milk carton. So you've got a guy who can really take advantage of an opportunity here. Uh, I, I'm not sold that A.J. Green was the, 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 the going to save this offense this offseason to bring in a guy that's 32. Now you're bringing in a guy who's not a traditional size, but he's a playmaker. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of look at it, and this isn't – I mean, the guy I'm about to talk about is almost a foot taller uh, than who I'm comparing Rondo Moore to. Um 
if he plays like the the Chase Claypool role, you know, not necessarily the outside, but what he can do between the tackles up the seam in this offense will have to keep defenses honest. And that's something that we defenses didn't need to stay honest with DeAndre Hopkins last year. They only needed to stay honest with keeping Kyler Murray in front of them and hopefully behind the line of scrimmage during the first half of the season. And then they figured out the the offense and we saw what happened the last half of the season last year. So if you can get somebody that's fast, quick, is quick twitch is what people are calling it now and has good hands that can be in the slot that can maybe give DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green one-on-one coverage on the outside, regardless of how, how much of a, a step AJ Green has lost, he's still 6'2, 220 with great hands. Yeah. You know, if he's your possession receiver at that height and, and, and that weight, you're doing pretty you're in pretty good shape. He needs to keep defenses honest. Our guy from the Locked on, Locked on Network tweeted out, and I want to see if you agree with him. David Harrison saying Rondell Moore, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Cardinals are going to be fun on offense. Do you agree with that? Is it, is it enough? Is it enough that they've done between signings and, and this draft pick that you know they can tap into what we thought was going to be last year and it didn't happen, that offense was going to be their calling card? It comes down to a very simple question. Are the Cardinals better now than they were at the end of the 2020 season? And I think it's an emphatic yes. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's baby steps with this organization that almost got relegated to college football after the 2018 season. You know, like this is, these are big steps being taken. Is it going to work? I don't know. But I do know that Steve Kime had a plan this offseason, strength and leadership, and he's executing it. Maybe drafting Zayvon Collins wasn't the right choice. I don't think it was. We'll see what happens. But they've gotten stronger in the front seven. They have a wide receiver who's young, who's quick, regardless of his size. And that's really all you can ask at this point. You signed James Conner. You didn't have to pay Kenyon Drake. So the little wins here are good. And that's what you take. Any bad, any move that's not a bad move is a good thing. I've said yeah. that throughout this, this whole thing, and that's, that's where we're at right now. And real quick, Olivier, I think your name is, can you pull that up about uh, he has an illustrated? So I agree with you that AJ Green has an illustrated he can play decently over the last two years, okay? There were injury concerns in 2019. 2020, Joe Burrow came in and just like Kyler Murray to Larry Fitzgerald, favored the young receiver. He he looked at Christian Kirk, he looked at Keyshawn Johnson, and Joe Burrow looked at T. Higgins. And T. Higgins got a lot of he got a lion's share of the targets, and so did Tyler Boyd. When AJ Green came back in, he showed flashes. AJ Green in the right scheme can still revert back to the old AJ Green, not necessarily in the full capacity. But if you can get a 65 or 70% of the old A.J. Green with this offense, if he gets seven or 800 yards receiving and eight or nine touchdowns because he's a great red zone threat, that's a win. Maybe not for the price point, but you kind of have to overlook the price point because they had to sign somebody. You know, they had to sign some receiver. If you're looking for the best tasting protein bar, the number one pick, it's Built Bar. It's where taste and nutrition, healthy taste, those worlds collide. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar Ever. We've been telling you about it for a long time. If you're new to the podcast, you're going to hear this over and over, and we absolutely mean every word we say about the 18 amazing flavors from Built Bar. The bars, they're covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew. If you go to the website, BuiltBar.com, you can buy yourself a mix box of 18 different flavors to decide which one you like for yourself the best, and then go and then buy a box catered 
to your liking. And Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Right now, if you do go to the website and you buy one of those boxes, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's, it's, this, is this it? Is Larry Fitzgerald retiring? I mean, it's another wide receiver. I'm shocked that he hasn't told anybody yet. We thought, we're like, he's for sure going to say it before the draft, right? Yeah. Aziz Ojolari goes off the board. Yeah, the Giants have a good draft. We'll see. I mean, he's got the knee concerns. They need um, help. They need help in the middle of the field on defense. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what uh when it what ends up happening. Yeah, that's a good addition. I think that's when you're getting to this point, you can take some guys who have some high upside, take some risks. It's not a first round pick, but this was a guy that was projected as high as the top edge rusher in this draft or yeah. pass rusher in this draft. So if it works out for them, you know they're they're replenishing that pass rush that they used to be known for. Um, there there are a lot of offensive linemen left. And the Arizona Cardinals don't pick for 111 more picks. 110 more picks, sorry. There's both the tight ends we were talking about. I, I got to imagine that they've got to be working the phones to try to get back in this thing. You can't just sit on your hands. But what are they going to give up? Round. What are you going to give out? It's got to be future up? assets at this point. I right, mean, nothing but, crazy. Like, don't, don't touch your top two picks in 2022. But, I mean, if you can get back in, I mean, this is win-now mode. I mean, as we pointed out, you've got two more years before Kyler Murray's option year. you got to think that they're probably going to want to put him under an extension before that fifth-year option comes up. And then you've got uh, the age of the players that they brought in this offseason. You've got J.J. Watt at 31, who's going to be an old 31 just because of the wear and tear. A.J. Mm -hmm. Green, who's 32. Um, You've got James Conner, who's 25, who's got a lot of mileage on those legs. Um, so this is a win now, this window, even though Kyler Murray is a franchise, he's your franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, the window to win is right now. So why not package some future picks to get back in and pick before the fifth round? But if you're like, so look at it from, look at it from, look at it from tackle goes off the board. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So look at it from a team you you uh, have a perspective uh, trade partner with. Be like, listen, we want to jump back into the middle of the third round, but we're not going to give you a pick this year. That's not that's not going to work. Like even if you offer a third, an extra third next year and a fifth this year, it's not going to be enough. It's, it's too there's too much of a discrepancy. And unless you want to trade Christian Kirk or unless you want to trade a player and try to get a third or fourth round pick for him, I just don't see a team saying, Yeah, you know what? We'll wait till next year and we'll just give up a pick. Unless you know it's Denver or something. Denver has a couple extra picks. Uh Miami's got picks to burn, but I just don't think the Cardinals have the capital to do it unless it's a player's involved. Unless Patrick Peterson is just absolute garbaggio next season, the Cardinals are going to get a comp pick for him. Yeah. It could be as high as a third, and it could be as low as, what, a fifth. Um, you, you can maybe play around and, and package maybe, uh, you know, a, a cup, you know, two late, later picks. All I'm saying is I don't think it, it's not going to take that much. I do, I, you know, I was mentioning this, and people kind of got up in arms. I see Ron Mahoney Jr. there is, is Kirk, I, you know, I think Kirk, 
is is a good role player. I just some somebody told me today they think he could be a wide receiver too. I don't believe incorrect. That. It's it's th- that ship has sailed. But yeah. can he make plays? Can he be a big playmaker for him? He's really good in the red zone. Awesome in the red zone when he's when they utilize them right. Uh, but now you've got similar skill set players. You just drafted one. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to see like what you could get as far as who you have in that crowded room who could use a, a change of scenery that people have don't have the same opinion as you do as a you know Andy Isabella no right nobody's people are gonna laugh they're gonna laugh you off the phone but Kirk's interesting he's intriguing when we were talking about hey who are some guys that would be of value to other teams I mean he's on that short list right. I mean, there are very few assets that the Cardinals have that are, I mean, expendable kind of makes it inhumane, but I like that, that they can afford to part with to get draft capital. And he's one of them. I mean, I don't really think there's anybody else that another team would look at and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm happy to give a third or fourth round pick. I don't think, I don't think Christian Kirk is third round pick material now. I think it's a fourth rounder. I think, I think those days are gone. He's had his chances. And he's, you're right, he's a fine role player, but you don't trade a third-round pick for a role player. You just don't. Man, if the Browns take JOK here, that defense is going to be top five in the NFL. They need safety help. Yeah, we'll see about that. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Some really good names still on there. The running back that Alex loves, Trey Sermon still available, Michael Carter, Ramondre Stevenson, another player that Alex likes at the running back position. We'll see how long they stick around. You've got, uh, as far as the offensive line goes, Dylan Raddins out of North Dakota State. You've got, uh, as far as the guard position, the darling from Senior Bowl, Quinn Miners is still there with that Mm -hmm. filthy mullet. White Davis, a guy that I had mentioned before. You've got uh, the linebackers. I don't think the Cardinals are going to get another linebacker in this draft, but JOK is still out there. So anybody that you think, are any of those names worthy of, of trading back up in getting a pick be- before the fifth round? No. Still don't have a corner. Do you try still to trade back corner. in? You know, Elijah Molden from Washington still there. I just don't. From I don't. Syracuse is, is is a pretty big ball hawk. He's still there, so I mean, can you wait around until round five for that to happen? I don't know. But, I don't know. I mean, there's still Casey Haywards out there. There's still some veteran corners that they can sign. I mean, the Steve Kime special. He's got a couple fleecing other other organizations for uh, number one receivers and signing guys that have somewhat at least average impact towards the tail end of free agency. You know, that's, that's kind of what Steve Kime does. There's definitely some veteran corners still out there. You just don't want to get older in the posi- in, in the position group, and it seems like they're going to have to unless they can strike gold or trade up in this draft. Yeah, I think that uh, Steve Kime believes with the just swapping out Malcolm Butler with Patrick Peterson, you've got at least the status quo with the secondary. You've got Buda <laughs> Baker. You've got Jalen Thompson. The secondary wasn't that bad, but your front seven is immensely better. Yeah. With J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones coming back. Now you added Zayvon Collins. You've got Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons in his second season. I mean, it is, it's a scary front seven that could put the pressure on opposing offenses to where you and I could play cornerback for this team. But it still remains the biggest need 
You can listen to this podcast. We'll have it posted up for you. Hopefully, Apple Podcasts will be back up and running. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. We appreciate everybody tuning into our live stream. If something happens, we'll probably fire it back up. Make sure we'll you're following back. Alex on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. Follow me, Bo Brock, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. And follow on the show, at Lockdown AZ Cards. Tweet at us. We always love to interact. We're not going to just leave you on red. We'll talk with you. We'd love to talk some football. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. It's Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you guys soon.